Lockdown BYU Sports Nation. The worst call in the history of BYU sports. Will you ever get over it? Whatever it is. BYU legend Jimmer Fredette makes a return visit to the show. What's in his future and his opinion on the future of BYU hoops? Plus, Olympic dreams alive and well for multiple BYU athletes. And coordinate your fan gear with BYU football in 2016. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision. Happy Monday, everyone. Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. June 13th. We're mid-June. That is correct. The days are getting longer. Wherever and however ah. you're dialed in, great to have you with us. It's I'm still spring. Yes, it is still technically it's spring. still spring. Weird. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with spring equinox forecaster and 37th round broadcast draft pick, Jerem Jordan. I would love to be drafted at all, let alone as a free agency. We're all kind of free agents. Can you imagine if they did have like a sports broadcaster draft like at Major <sighs> Leagues and it went 40 rounds? That would be interesting. <laughs> like, do you go Costas, Patrick, or Cowherd first? Because it's not going to be Berman, but he'll be in there, right? That would be funny. Yeah, your rookie league ball is working in Grand Junction, Colorado. Yeah, that's you and I. <laughs> well, hope we'd like to think that used to be, but I, who yeah, knows? are we? Have we worked our way up to at least like single or double A? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. All I know is that okay, I played in the Gymnosity three on three tournament over the weekend, Provo Rec Center. So <laughs> we we play two pool games, we win those, and then we play a playoff game right the single elimination tournament in that game a guy named kelly says hey i love the show you guys do a great job i'm like thanks man so he's a sub he i he comes into the game he catches shoot rises and fires and i'm like well this homeboy isn't gonna make a shot cold just coming into the game right boom swish the next so they win we're out single elimination tournament the next game i'm watching he he puts up an air ball and i was like where was that the last game kelly (laughs) come on man it was pretty funny. You tra- you transferred the karma to him. Somehow the karma got to he him for that game he only. He complimented though. you on the show. I know. And I know. Thus received and then he's like, "Boom goes the dynamite." Some karma from distance. Let's go, man. Yeah, bounce out in the first round. Us in Michigan <laughs> State, like only a thirty seventh round broadcast draft pick can do. <laughs> Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines: Four current or signed BYU baseball players were drafted over the weekend into the major league. Signee Peyton Henry. Led the way, he was drafted in the sixth round by the Milwaukee Brewers, and that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Peyton Henry, drafted in the sixth round, is BYU's highest major league draft pick since Jacob Hanneman in 2013, third round. He went to the Cubs at that point, so congrats to Peyton Henry. I'm told that he is still figuring out whether he wants to sign or not. Now, I will be surprised really? if he does not. Sixth-round money is good money. It's great money. Hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know. So uh, we'll see. We'll see at that point. We're talking, yeah, about, I don't know, a, a six a six-figure yes. signing bonus. And, my, and minor leaguers make nothing. So, like, it's all about the signing bonus. Yes. It's all, it's all about the Hamiltons, baby. Hey, Peyton, if you want to come to Brigham and win championships... <laughs> We are all about it, man. Mike Rucker and Brennan Lund were also both drafted in the 11th round to the Chicago Cubs and Anaheim Angels, respectively. Both expected to sign. Another signee, D.C. Clausen, was the last Cougar selected at 1,028. Was that in the 36th 36th, round? I believe. So I bet D.C. Clausen is going to come. Um, 
it, Rucker and Rucker's gone. Lund, it sounds like, is gone. Okay, so we'll we'll see what happens with those guys. But Rucker fell. We thought Rucker would be a Friday guy, and so did he. He told us that on the show. He was a Saturday guy, albeit at the beginning of Saturday. Yeah, very so, early Saturday. So not, not too much farther, but we thought he might be rounds three through five. It ended up being eleven. Both Shaq Walker and Shea Collinsworth took third place in the NCAA 800-meter finals. Congratulations on uh, bronze, if you will. They were named first-team All-Americans, and both will compete in the U.S. Olympic trials in a couple of weeks. Yeah, Shea ran a new personal best in the 800. BYU football announces it will wear all white against Arizona and UCLA and royal jerseys on the road against Utah. Now, I'm not sure about the white pants against Arizona. It is all white, however, against UCLA. Oh, so we don't know about white pants against right. Arizona. Well, typically on the road, you're going to wear white anyways. So not really news with Arizona, but the UCLA at home wearing white is, white is news. And Royal against Utah. Mm, I love that. Week two. The white out the at home is becoming kind of a, a, a common a thing, thing now. Yeah. The, no discussion of black jerseys, by the way. I would love for the black jerseys to be used. Bring think, them back. Yeah, I think those are slick. We used to use those in the 50s. Did you know BYU used orange? Back in the day? For like no. a season or two? I'm serious. It <laughs> happened. Yeah. Like in the 40s. I'm dead serious. Orange? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. Colton Shaver went 4-4 four for four with four RBIs and a home run yesterday in the Cape Cod League for the Wareham Gatemen. It sounds fake, but it's a real team. I know. Yeah, things are good in Massachusetts for Colton Shaver. 4-4. Four for four. Okay, Cape Cod is good. If you're in Cape Cod, that means you're a legit prospect. So next year, expect Colton Shaver's name to be... In the Major League Baseball Yeah, draft. he could be the guy being drafted in the sixth round. He's Who knows? not draft eligible this year. That's why his name was If you decide to come out of high school, you have to stay three years. Yeah. You could redshirt a year and play. T- it's just like you have to be out. Like the, like the NFL, you have to be out of high school three years. Yeah, that's why the decision for Peyton Henry coming out of high school drafted in the sixth round is such a big one. Because if he comes to BYU, it's yes. three years. Kyle Dean comes to BYU, it's three years. right? And we are... Absolutely glad that he did so. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The worst call ever. Maybe you're not a soccer fan in the least, but yesterday produced one of the more epic non-calls or missed calls, if you will, in recent history. And in a sport that outside the U.S. is everything. Soccer matters so much to countries other than the United States. Listen to this. Peru scored a goal against soccer world power Brazil on a handball. Last I checked, Jerem. Garbage! You can't forearm a ball into the goal. Maybe yeah. I'm not an I watched, expert. I watched this game. I was frustrated. But you on, can't punch a ball into the goal. I went on my mission to uh, Brazil, so that I'm the classic like, yeah, I root for Brazil. I didn't have my jersey on, but I was upset. So they're out of the tournament. Brazil is eliminated because of this. Yeah. And there's no video replay. Anyway, so terrible call. Come In on. the year 2016, with the technology that we have available for replays, there should never be a situation like we saw play out yesterday. That should not happen. Yeah, you can't be in, your, um, in the stadium and go, oh, yeah, that's a bad call, and it not be right on the field. Come on. These are the types of calls that haunt in this case, Brazilian soccer fans for a very long time. And who can blame them? It well, was, they're pretty haunted from the Germany match in the World that's Cup. That's true. <laughs> it was awful. <sighs> that said, it's all part of the pain and beauty within sports. Any fan. I don't care who you're a fan of or what team we're talking about, BYU here. You're not without calls or missed calls that haunt you to this day. What if questions 
creep into your mind, like, well, what if that official hadn't missed the call or he had made the right call? So let's explore this some more with today's Twitter question. What controversial call in BYU history do you still lose sleep over? <laughs> Use the hashtag BYUSN. First tweet, at MJKingJ. The 2006 BYU-Arizona football game where Mickelson was pushed in the back, thereby roughing the puff punter. I think uh, Nate Mickel, is that what you meant? Bogus. Was that, was that, I'm confused on what that play was. I, I can't remember that I play. don't know either. Use the hashtag BYUSN. <laughs> Here's the thing. Everybody has who's a personal. Mick, who's Mickelson? Everybody has a personal connection to something. Something yeah. that just irks them. And we Phil, have... Phil Mickelson was not in that game. <laughs> okay, here's my, here's my play. 2010, BYU-Utah. Cougars are up six. Brandon Bradley intercepts a ball, runs upfield, fumbles the ball. Upon further review, his knee was down. His knee was down! His knee was down, clearly. Clearly his knee's down. It's called a fumble. Utah gets the ball. They end up winning that game 17-16. Oh, just grade A baloney, as Veronica Corningstone would say. That is that is my call. I don't lose sleep over any of this. I, I work quickly, you know, p- past these things. I try to at least. A season later, six years later, I'm not thinking about it. Oh, what's your play? Okay, for me, I've picked one in each sport. In football, I'm going to go with uh, a little bit of recency bias. In 2014, BYU at UCF overtime game. Jordan Leslie is being hugged at the goal line not on in a fourth way. down. Hey, it is it's happening right in front of my eyes. Okay? As Oh, and I just I'm thinking okay, that's got to be pass interference. So BYU is at least going to have another set of downs. And, and we're and on the on the one And on the 1-yard line. line. I mean, so I'm looking I'm just waiting for the flag to get thrown. Like this is I this is such an easy call. No flag. Jordan Leslie is game, running, o- game over. He is running around like game over, like plead, like looking into the official is like what? Ser- seriously, seriously? BYU coaches and players are losing their minds on the sideline. Okay, and now the reason that bothers me so much is because that was Christian Stewart's first start. That was the beginning of a four-game losing. If streak BYU in wins that game, things play out differently, in my opinion. Because they have confidence. You won at UCF with the back quarterback. Did they lose to Nevada the next no. year by seven? No way. Home. It changes that season. It might be a 10-win season. Ugh. Instead, it's 8-5. and five, So that okay. really bothers me. I mean, it's not a BYU-Utah game, but that's the recency bias. Now, the one that I still can't believe was not in favor of BYU was in 2008, college basketball. Uh, BYU-Arizona State. The beard. In the University of Phoenix Stadium, no less. Yes. Against James Harden in Arizona State. Who shot more free throws than BYU that day. Charles Abuo tips in a shot before the buzzer goes off. BYU wins that game. They should have won that game. They that was re- the day of the Vegas Bowl against Arizona. They review They review the play and say, no okay. basket. The, the red light went off on uh, the backboard, but it wasn't synced up to when the clock exactly went off. So there was a question as to what... They misread it, and Arizona State got the win. That would have been a nice non-conference win that year. Now, the context of losing one men's basketball game, not equal to the context of losing like one football game, given that there's three times as many games. But James Harden, Arizona State, neutral, that would have been a nice win for Dave Rose and the Cougs. I was upset that day. What, what I did, actually, is I called into KSL and had them put me on hold just so I could listen to the game on the radio. Meanwhile, I, so I'm in the stands at the Vegas Bowl thinking they're not going to have it up in the booth. 
So I, I wander up to the booth a little later, and my boss, Scott Hill, goes, oh, we've been watching it on TV the whole time. Oh. I was like, what? Why didn't you text me or something? I've been on hold with the radio station on the phone like an idiot in Sam Boyd. BYU wins that game. They won that game at the buzzer. Taken away by the officials. Dave Rowe, oh, Jonathan Tavernari, I guarantee you that is oh, the one game yeah. that he, he be, would talk about. screaming about that. <laughs> the other one that really came to mind for us, all, all kinds of recency bias on this, please, if you're older, weigh in on the 80s and 90s, please, and, and before, whatever, um, was 2005. TCU, 51-50 loss. Chris Hale, hero of the 99 Washington game, is now a defensive back, tries to make a tackle. Someone strips the ball. From the TCU ball carrier who scored a touchdown. They all, we, uh, BYU missed PAT, so all they need to do is score a PAT. There's a fumble. At it's the goal not line. ruled a fumble. It might have been like a touchback gone out of bounds. I can't remember. BYU loses It was game. ruled a touchdown. And in yeah. 05, that, been, that was TCU's first uh, game in the Mountain West. First conference game, yes. I believe. Todd TCU Watkins had, was awesome in TCU that game. TCU had yeah. beaten Adrian Peterson in Oklahoma right. in the first game of the year. That's right. So that that would have been a nice win, That was too. a team that brought in some moxie into yeah. Provo. Now, now we can't just sit here and be like, Oh, BYU got jobs! Blah, blah, blah. We have They're, benefited. Listen, the one that sticks out the most to me, 2000, if video replay is there, Luke Staley, the play before Pittman uh, at Utah, the play before Pittman, 4th uh, and 13, catching the ball, Luke Staley fumbles the ball, <laughs> and it is a fumble. <laughs> but it is not called a fumble because there's no video replay. Oh. Uh. BYU has benefited from some calls, yes. trust me. Jake Locker, 2008. <laughs> okay. Celebrating, I'm in the end zone in that one. Celebrating in Washington, okay, in Seattle. Throws the ball after a, this dramatic touchdown. They flag him for excessive celebration. and then which, moved, which was kind of garbage. They move the extra point back. BYU blocks it and wins that Jan game. Jan Jorgensen blocks that. BYU has to block a PAT to beat a team that didn't win any games that year. How about BYU was San Diego State in 2011? Oh, yeah, don't in, bring that one up in, in these Provo. parts. <laughs> that salvaged a season, man. <laughs> BYU, they're 1-4, and four and then they win that game. That was a fumble, and it wasn't called a fumble. JJD Luigi. <sighs> yeah, BYU's benefited so, in certain situations. It's not all against BYU. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, totally. I don't know. Anyway, there are a number of... No calls or missed calls that haunt people. Listen, it would have been easy for the refs in Spokane this last year to maybe call something at the rim with Kyle Wilcher. Instead, Nate Austin blocks that shot. Instead, they do not, which was a great call. But if you're a Gonzaga fan, you're probably like, hey, there should have been a call at the rim there. Instead, Nate Austin makes this great play, and BYU gets this awesome win in Spokane at Gonzaga, where they never lose. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. What controversial call in BYU history do you still lose sleep over? Jerem says, Brandon Bradley's knee was down in the 2010 BYU-Utah football that game. That is a scientific fact. Oh, Spencer. we just saw, we, if you're watching on BYU TV, you saw evidence of that. See, seeing it gets me riled up. I wasn't riled up. Seeing it gets me riled up. Yeah, well, I watched the highlights of the 2008 Arizona State-BYU basketball game at the University of Phoenix Stadium. That That's... That one still bothers me a lot. Yeah, Charles that. Abuo had a game winner. That game was won. <sighs> BYU has to avenge that. At Young Tim Thirty Two tweets this in: Definitely Gonzaga basketball bear hugging Big Rush of Five in the closing seconds this year. <laughs> now there's a call. Now that's a call. <laughs> yeah, that's a great. That's one of the best we've heard so far. Oh, we've seen Devon Blackman's touchdown, amazing touchdown catch against Boise State. They got called back. Yes. You wouldn't have needed Hail Mary Part 2. 
If that had been a touchdown. Come on, man. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, the great Jimmer Fredette joins us. What does he think about the future of BYU basketball, and does he have a call that still haunts him? BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Hey, check out uh, Media Day coming up uh, on June 30th. BYU Sports Nation, we're going to have a couple of programs, but namely uh, noon Eastern time, regular time, a two-hour edition of the show with the head football coach Kalani Sitake, Jamal Williams, Taysom Hill, and more. It's coming up June 30th here on BYU Sports Nation. What controversial call in BYU history do you still lose sleep over? At R.T. McCombs, McCombs says, Charles Abuo's game-winning shot versus James Harden's Arizona State team. Yeah, Robbie knows what's up. He loves some, him some BYU hoops. Yeah, that's one that really uh, really gets at you, you know? <laughs> it decided a game. Come on. And they, they, the thing that hurts the most is they reviewed, they reviewed the video. It's weird to review things and not get it right. And still right, miss it. Right? Like it, although that doesn't happen in every facet of your life. You might not have further review in a discussion with your spouse <laughs> and discover that, oh, I was wrong, right? You don't normally have that conversation. It doesn't always work. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is friend of the program, BYU legendary basketball player and pro baller, Jimmer Fredette. Jimmer, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Hey, what's up, guys? How are you? We are fantastic. Good. Well, I mean, I guess right. it's, that's conditional because we've been talking about bad memories within BYU I'm sports. I'm, like, right. lightly annoyed right now. And, yeah. and missed calls. <laughs> is is there a call or a missed call in your career at BYU or anywhere, for that matter, that still haunts you to this day? The one that you guys are just talking about is definitely the one that, that I remember the most um, against Arizona State when uh, when Charles tipped that in and, we won the game. We were all celebrating. It was a great time, and they went back, reviewed it for about two seconds, and uh, they, they said it was called off. And uh, you know, definitely broke our hearts. We wanted that game, and we felt like we won, and they took it away. And uh, you know, still haunts us. That's for sure. <laughs> how did you? How did you play that? Because I'm the guy that's like, hey, one play does not win or lose a game. But yet, I look at that play and go, oh, yeah, that definitely won or lost the game. <laughs> but there are a series of events that lead up to certain moments, right? And then those moments matter more. So w- w- when reviewing yeah. a game of yours, were you, are you picking at like, oh, I missed that one shot or I didn't defend on this one? Or are you, or are you focusing on what just happened at the end? Yeah, you know, I try not to – I don't remember too many of the shots that I missed, to be honest with you. I try to always just focus on the shots that I made. So. <laughs> try to have a short-term memory loss when it comes down to that. But, um, you know, I think the biggest thing is, yeah, there's there's obviously a lot of things that happen during the game that lead up that that can't, could have, um, you know, gone either way. But basketball is a game of mistakes, and you're going to make mistakes. It's all about trying to make less mistakes than the other team. And, um, you know, so you, you try to do that all the way up and work as hard as you can to the end, and then, you know, hopefully you can, can win, and hopefully the, the calls go your way. Jimmer Fredette with us on BYU Sports Nation just hosted or was part of hosting Jimmerosity over the weekend. For those that aren't aware of what that is and what it means to the community here, Jimmer, what what is that event and how did it go? It, it was an awesome event. Um, you know, we were able to to raise some great money for um, you know my foundation, the Seth Family Foundation, which helps um, families and 
uh, the anti-bullying program in schools around the, the Provo area, and we also do one in my hometown upstate New York, Clint Falls. And, um, you know, it's been a, a great success. We had an amazing turnout this year. Uh, Jerem was there playing in the, in the, in the tournament. And, uh, you know, so we had a lot of uh, great people around the area who come and support us. Um, we're so appreciative of it. We're just continuing to try to, to help as many people and families and kids uh, that, that we can. Yeah, it was cool. I enjoyed uh, participating in that. It's the first time I've been a part of that, and I'm hoping to be a part of that in the future. Friday night at Orem High School, you shoot 100 threes for charity. I think there was a couple hundred bucks per make or something. You go 84 for 100 from three? Was that? <laughs> did I read that right? Yeah, it's 84 for 100. I was hoping for more. <laughs> oh, Jimmer, are you serious? <laughs> I told uh, I told the president from my, my foundation, Blair Giles, that I probably – you know, was shooting for somewhere between 80 and 85. Um, I was hoping to, to to get a little bit more if I could. I had some in and out, but uh, it was just a – but other than that, I mean, it was just a, an amazing event. The people that came out and supported um, in the community of, uh, you know, Orem and the surrounding areas were just amazing. And the people that pledged, we appreciate it so much because uh, it means a ton to these, these disabled kids that aren't able to – you know, play at a normal playground and, um, you know, have to kind of just sit on the side and watch. And now for them to be able to build this playground and us to be able to help it, it really is something that's special. And, and uh, I was grateful to be a part of it. Where will this playground be built? Um, it's right in Orem, uh, right on the corner of State and, State and Center Street. Um, so it's going to hopefully be started up as quickly as they can, they can get it started. But, um, you know, I'm very excited about the project. Uh, it's called the All Together Playground. So, like I said, disabled kids, um, wheelchairs, you know, autism, whatever it is, they're able to go play. And, and normal kids that, that don't have any disabilities are also able to go play, and um, hence the name All Together Playground. So we're very excited about it. Do you know that Jerem can't make 84 out of 100 layups, Jimmer, let alone three-pointers? <laughs> <laughs> I saw him. I saw him playing this weekend, and yeah, that's probably about right. <laughs> oh, come on, man. <laughs> I played great this weekend. Oh, you, did, you, did, you did a good job. <laughs> that's, that's good stuff. Okay, Jimmer, if you're making 84 out of 100, and I know you're still training hard, uh, and I know you've been working in the Denver area, and you never, you, you never stop working on your game, where are you right now with current pro contract situations and, and just what you want to do with your career moving forward? Yeah, you know, it's been a really good summer for me. I've been working out hard, um, you know, for the last month, month and a half. I'm getting ready for some of these uh, mini camps and also the uh, summer league. So I'll be going to a mini camp this weekend in Minnesota. Um, so that'll be great. And then I'll get get ready to play in the summer league. And, um, you know, I'm not sure exactly which team I'm going to play with yet. That's to be determined. But I will be playing there, and I hope to be able to go out and, and play well and impress and, um, you know, hopefully – uh, be able to have a couple of teams be interested and, uh, you know, get a contract from there. So, you know, that's kind of the plan. That's kind of the, the way that we're thinking, uh, my team and myself. And, you know, we're, we're excited about it. I, I'm very confident going into the summer. Um, you know, had a, had a fun season last year and was able to, to play well and to gain a lot of confidence back. And I know what I can do, and I'm excited to be able to go out there and show it. Do you expect to be in the NBA at some point uh, next season? Yes. Yes, I do. I expect to be in the NBA. That's that's my goal. Um, you know, that's what I'm shooting for, and um, you know, I believe that it's going to happen. And um, you know, that's that's the mentality that I have. And you know, I'm excited to to be able to go in the summer league and play well. And and like I said, hopefully, um, a couple teams will be interested, and we'll be able to go from there. 
Yeah, clearly, Jimmer, the NBA is the goal, and you've been there, and you've done that, and you want to get back there again. But I imagine that there are a number of teams worldwide, because basketball is such a global game, that are looking at, uh, dude made 84 out of 100 three-pointers, we could use him on our roster. How many different teams are courting you right now? Um, I haven't I haven't really talked a whole lot to, to any other teams right now, just because the focus is... Um, going into this season is to, to be back in the NBA. Um, I know that my agent, I'm sure, has talked to several teams all over the all over the world, but I told him to hold off and, and not to talk to them about, um, not to talk to me necessarily about it until, you know, we know that that's going to have to be the option that, that I'm going to take. So um, I want to be focused fully um, on the NBA um, and work as hard as I can to try to achieve that and make it there and if that doesn't work then we'll we'll you know you know listen to the other offers and and um i'm sure he's like i said listening to all the offers but i haven't um talked to him about it for a strategic reason how will you know uh when that uh when you'll need to make that step that you just discussed when okay we've exhausted the nba uh you know opportunity and now we can look elsewhere after the summer league, so after summer league, I'll, I'll you know decide on uh, what the um, level of interest is as far as the NBA teams are concerned. Um, you know, if you go into summer league and you play well and teams are interested, then great. And if you go into summer league and they the teams aren't interested, then it's just like all right, well, you know, you know exactly where you stand. Um, the NBA teams are not looking at you right now, so it's time to to pursue other options. So, uh, you know, I'm excited, like I said, to, to go into Summer League and hopefully be able to, to get some teams to, to be able to look at me and see what's going on um, and hopefully be able to find a, find a spot. But after Summer League will be uh, a big indicator. Jimmer, each and every day we drive past the Marriott Center annex that is being constructed in between the Marriott Center and BYU Broadcasting here. Uh, did you get a good look at it or have a chance to come and look at the progress while you were in town over the weekend? Yeah, I came. I went over there just to to look at. It. I drove past it just to look at it. And obviously, the last time I had been there, it hadn't even started yet. So, you know, it looks it looks great. I'm super excited about it. Um, I know that the the coaching staff and the players are very very excited about it because, you know, it's a great recruiting thing. It's great to be able to have your own facility, your own offices, your own everything to be able to to work out and um you know the the players will really really benefit from that having that and you know i'm going to benefit from it too because i'm coming back to work out and that's for sure so uh, i'm very excited about it just as much as everybody just don't forget your wristband man (laughs) oh my god Uh, yeah no wristbands in there no wristbands in there i'm kicking anybody out who doesn't belong i'll say that much it used to be it used to be a t-shirt back in the day you had to have a specific t-shirt yeah yeah luckily that's not the case anymore Last week, right. it was announced that Jordan Chapman's transferring, which leaves BYU with four guards on scholarship on the team. So you'd think you'd have three starting and then one off the bench, and that one off the bench used to be a walk-on like a month ago. What level of concern uh, for a team like BYU that, that does use a lot of guards is that for yeah. you, Jimmer? You know, it's definitely it's, it's a concern. I think that... It's something that you definitely want to be more. You want to have more depth at the guard position, especially as a, for for a coach. I'm sure Coach Rose was wishing that he had more depth at the at the guard position. But the players that they do have are very talented, so it's important, um, you know, that they get in good shape and get ready to go because um, they're going to probably be playing a lot of minutes this year. Um, so there's ups and downs to that. I mean, since they're going to be such a young team, they'll be able to learn from their mistakes. 
you know, by playing and not necessarily by watching or, or in practice. But that being said, you might have to have a little bit of a learning curve and, you know, not be able to, you know, have the expectations of, you know, being an amazing team right away just because of those growing pains. That being said, who knows? They might go out there and be an amazing team right away. There might be no learning curve. You never know with, with any of these, with some of these kids coming in this, this, uh, into the college game. So I'm excited to see how it goes. Um, but I know, uh, for, for Coach Rose, he would definitely prefer to have more depth at the guard position just because, you know, it gives him peace of mind at night when he's trying to sleep. Jimmer, true or false, BYU basketball will go to a Sweet 16 sometime in the next three years. I think that's true. I think this uh, this this group of guys are very, very talented, and more so than necessarily being, you know, individually talented, it's that they play really well as a team with the, the kids that have come back from, from Lone Peak and have played together their whole lives and are now playing, you know, at the BYU, and that will be a big core of uh, those guys going through. So they have confidence as a team to be able to win basketball games. And uh, they don't necessarily care who's scoring or how flashy it is. It's about, you know, putting yourself out there and trying to win. So they continue that winning mentality, continue to grow, continue to stay hungry. I think it's the big thing is to make sure you stay hungry because all those teams out there want to beat you. They know who you are and they want to beat you. So stay hungry. And, uh, you know, I think that they're going to be really, really successful if they do that. When you were a senior, there was a young buck from across the street uh, named Kyle Collinsworth. Uh, who is your teammate. Now he's the triple-double king and hoping to be playing pro basketball somewhere. Where do you see him fitting in as a pro basketball player? You know, Kyle is, a, is definitely a, neat, a unique talent. He's 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, and can handle the basketball really well, passes well. He's athletic, uh, can guard multiple positions. Um, and, uh, you know, he's definitely worked on his jumper, but that's what the – that's what the people of uh, the NBA are going to look at and say that's what he can't do. So I think it's uh, you know his challenge to go out there and to, to shoot the basketball and to score and to show people that that's not a liability from him, that he can actually go out there and do that if uh, people you know, allow him to. But I think he, he could be an asset for a team as a, a guy that's very versatile, that can come in and guard lots of positions, rebound the root ball really well at his position and be able to, to make plays um, as a tall guard um you know so i hope that an nba team gives him a shot i really do i think he's uh, plenty talented enough to be able to get a shot uh to play with an nba team it's all about trying to find that right fit and uh see how see how it goes so you know i'm, I'm hoping to the best for him I, I talk with kyle a lot and hope hope that he continues to, to work and to not get discouraged if things go things go wrong um but i know that he'll be playing basketball somewhere for for really good money because he's a talented player Jimmer, we always appreciate your time. We know how busy you are. Great to catch up with you. I'll make sure Jerem works on his layups for next year's Jimmerosity. And yeah, we wish you the best of luck at minicamp in Minnesota. In fact, let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma if you're cool with that. I would love it. I would okay. love it. Yeah, the Gregorian chants are rolling, man. Here comes the karma. I appreciate that. I can use all I can get. Jimmer, thanks for the time, man. Thanks, guys. I'll talk to you later. Jimmer Fredette on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. So my understanding is that he's not under contract with the Westchester Knicks. He's, he did tell us, in case you missed it, that he will be in a mini camp with Minnesota. Did he say this weekend? In Minnesota. Remember. He's not sure which summer league team he's yeah. going to play for, but he will be playing expect, in an NBA summer and league. And he expects to be in the NBA next season. I, ho- I, hope, I hope he gets one more shot. One more shot. He's got the BYU Sports Nation karma.
Let's go, man. Take it. Is that the ultimate test? (laughs) (laughs) Stay with us on BYU Sports Nation. More of your tweets about horrible missed calls. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan on a Monday. Broadcasting in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. We just talked to Jimmer Fredette. He'll tell you where he expects to be this upcoming season and why. Download the podcast if you missed that conversation. Yeah, good stuff from him. Hey, Apple TV has a uh, new BYU TV app you can download today, 4th Generation. Get, uh, check that out if you don't already have an Apple TV, 4th Generation BYU TV app. You can get it now. <laughs> very specific. <laughs> okay. We're working very detailed items on this program. Let's refresh today's BYUS and headlines. Four current or signed BYU baseball players were drafted over the weekend. Signee Peyton Henry leading the way was drafted in the sixth round by the Brewers, and he was just the beginning. Mike Rucker and Brennan Lund both drafted in the 11th round of the Cubs and the Angels, respectively. Both are expected to sign. We will find out more of the details in the uh, very near future. Signee D.C. Clausen was uh, the last Cougar selected at 1,028, that in the 36th round, so I would anticipate that he ends up at BYU. And Spencer was taken with the 1,600th pick as Six, well. The 1,600th? <laughs> yes, 1,600th-ness. <laughs> Both Shaq Walker and Shea Collinsworth took third place in the NCAA 800-meter finals. They were named first-team All-Americans. Uh, both will compete in the U.S. Olympic trials in a couple of weeks in Eugene. I was the first overall pick in the 1993 Clinton City Minor League Baseball Draft. You know who wasn't born <laughs> yet? A lot of DC Clawson and Peyton Henry. <laughs> they were not born yet. <laughs> so what, man? You were that 11? Was my, that was my moment of glory. Yeah. yeah, I peaked as like a 12-year-old <laughs> athletically. That's I knew I wanted to get in broadcast from an early age. BYU football announcing it will wear white against Arizona and UCLA and royal jerseys against Utah. We don't know about all whites against Arizona, but it is, yeah. a, it is a whiteout against UCLA in the home opener. And the tweets were specifically about what the fans should wear, but the jer- that's going to coincide with the jersey color. The shirt jersey color. So, very cool. BYU mixing it up there. And Colton Shaver went four for four with four RBIs and a home run yesterday in the Cape Cod League for the Wareham Gateman. So, we'll keep an eye on Colton Shaver in the Cape Cod League, which is the most prestigious league for college baseball players during the summer. Yeah, there are very select invitations handed out great, for that. Great uh, soup and salad for those guys. <laughs> what controversial call in BYU history do you still lose sleep over? That is our Twitter question today. Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At SRRAS, the fumble by TCU at the goal line in 2005 leading to the 51-50 loss. Feel like TCU took off after that game. Oh, that's interesting. How did they end up doing? I love playing this game with you, by the way. Which is okay. They won B- the Mountain West. BYU didn't won they? or lost like that year. Okay, that year, eleven and one, eight and zero, finished ranked eleventh. What bowl game did they play in that year? Oh, great, you're gonna ask me that now. I have to scroll down. They played in the. I don't know what the bowl Houston game that Bowl. Is. The Houston Bowl. Okay. I believe that's in Houston. But 11 they played against one. Iowa State. 11 they won by three. One. 11 and 1, huh? Okay, interesting. The, the game I love playing is okay, BYU won or lost that game. How did that team do at the end of the year in that season, right? So it's like, oh, BYU with a blocked PAT against Washington. That team didn't win any games that year in 08. You Ugh. know what I mean? At BYU underscore undefeated. 2015 against Mizzou. Sherrills, do you remember Sherrills? Defensive back. 
grabbed Mitch Matthews' face mask on the last play, but officials didn't call a penalty. Now, there was another play involved with Mitch Matthews at the end of the game that wasn't called as either. Either. 2013, BYU-Utah. Home game. BYU's down by a touchdown. Taysom Hill throws up Hail Mary. Mitch Matthews is tackled, and there's no call on the play. The refs had an early dinner reservation at Applebee's on University Parkway. No call was made. That still bo- that one bothers me. I'd, I'm not sure. We're showing it on BYU TV right he's now. He's being tackled watch out Mitch of Matthews. I'm not sure. Okay, he's pulled <laughs> to the ground of the 10-yard line. Now if it's a 15-yard penalty, BYU at least gets one more shot. Guess what? The end of 2013 could have been another Hail Mary type situation where you tie the... We'll never know because that wasn't called. Now there are tons of calls that don't happen or that happen that are wrong, right? But when it happens late in a game and it's significant, that matters. Like the James Harden game, oh. Arizona State, we've been talking about. Listen, that was in the University of Phoenix Stadium. BYU has to avenge that loss on September 3rd. Ooh! Countdown to the Wildcats! 82 days! Was Soren Halliday number 82? Does that ring a bell? I believe that is the case. 82. That's the only 82 I can come up with Soren right Halliday. Who's the current 82? <laughs> I'll look that up. You, you speak English. <laughs> you, you speak while I speak, look it up. Speak American. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, more of your responses. Worst no call or missed call in BYU Sports. What bothers you Jake still? Jake Zilkowski. Plus, Connor Sterling is tearing it up in the pool as a BYU freshman swimmer. The pride of Cave Creek, Arizona in Studio B next. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, live from Studio B. Remember, if you miss an episode of this show live, you have plenty of opportunities to watch it on demand or weeknights, 6 p.m. Eastern, right here on BYU TV. I noticed you have 14% on your um, laptop. I'm good, man. You're going to make it? I'm good for another another hour. An hour? Seriously. 14%? Yes. Wow. That's pretty good. If I had 14, I'm like, plug it in, man. I'm freaking out. <laughs> hey, Football Media Day is June 30th. I have 72% and I'm freaking out. <laughs> football Media Day is June 30th on BYU TV. Lots of programming, including State of the Program. It's going to be fantastic. This is going to be a fun one with this new coaching staff as well. Uh, the tough schedule, all these guys. BYU Football 1996 revisited in the afternoon as well. We will have a post-game show, if you will, uh, with the 1996 team. It's going to be awesome. Think so about that dynamic, okay? A lot of people believe that that 96 team was the greatest BYU football team in history. Okay? Right up. I mean, they didn't win a national championship, but they won 14 games. They're the only other team to finish top five. So that is on the same day that the most compelling offseason in BYU football history has its pinnacle in the summer. June 30th. I can't wait. I go on vacay <laughs> literally the next day. I'm out of here. Yes. Understandably so. You're gonna get. You're gonna be burnt out. No, I, I love all of this. This is great. Woo! Joining us now in Studio B is BYU freshman swimming sensation Connor Sterling out of Cape Creek, Arizona. Yeah, a guy who has a shot to finish as an All-American. Connor, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Okay, so we noticed that you are going on a two-year LDS mission trip. Yeah, <laughs> July fifth to Puebla, Mexico. Right? That's right. Puebla, Mexico. Uh-huh. Okay. What if you? What if you qualify for the Olympics? Then what? The Olympics are in August, man. I know. I know. That's uh, that's a tough question. I've had to had to think about a lot, like the chance if I make it. Um, 
what do I do? Like if I postpone it two months or if I just give up my spot, but I don't know. I got to make the team first. So I'll, uh, I'll cross that bridge when first we get there. First things first. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Hopefully there would be a little bit of leg room there given the, um, I don't want to put any pressure on anyone up in Salt Lake, but uh, <laughs> I think it'd be pretty cool if you could do both. Yeah, oh yeah. That's, that's interesting. So you have your mission call. Mm. So when I got my mission call, I was like, that was my focus. Yeah. It was hard for me to think about anything else. Oh, yeah. Um, how do, you, how do you compartmentalize uh, trying to qualify for the Olympics? It's hard. I go back and forth, like, each day. Like, I got to focus on, like, what I need to do before I leave. But also, like, like, this is something I've been dreaming for my whole life. So, like, right now I'm just focused on swimming. And then as soon as the trial is over, if I don't make the team, then I'll make that switch right away and get ready for the mission. But right now I've prepared myself to the point where I can – balance both yeah that is an interesting balance i mean have you got your tetanus and your hepe and hep b shots taken <laughs> yeah, care that, of man. oh and you gotta go compete for a spot <laughs> exactly. to try and be an all-american <laughs> in the swimming pool because of how much time you spend in the pool is there ever an occasion where you're like i want to go spend time in the pool for leisure like you just want to hang out um you know a lot of people like especially back home from arizona like everyone's like especially when it's like a million degrees outside yes. they're like oh let's just go like to the pool like go swimming and it's just it's it's kind of a miserable thing. Like <laughs> I've already had like two two hour practices today. Like I'm I'm done with the water. Like I'll just sit and watch. Like sometimes I'll get in just because like it's a lot different. Like swimming laps and having a coach yell at you telling you what to do, than like just like throwing around with your friends like doing flips off the side or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> How do you qualify for the Olympics? Like what will you need to do? So I mean to get to the Olympic trials, you have to have a qualifying time to get invited to the meet. Um, and then at the meet, you have to place top two in your event, unless it's a relay event, like one of my events, the 100 freestyle, you get top six instead of just top two. Mm. So it's really just racing the top guys in, in the nation and in the world, and, and hopefully they have a bad race and you have a good race. <laughs> so what uh, you're competing in what, the 100, you the, said? The 100 freestyle and 50 freestyle. And 50 free. Yeah. So this is, this is like the 100-meter dash in oh, yeah. swimming, right? It's, it's all-out sprint, the, the fastest race of them all. Don't even breathe. 50-meter pool? Yeah. Oh, it's so exciting. So one lap or two laps. Depending. Exactly, okay. yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> to be the fastest sprinter in the pool. Yeah. Do you think you can do it? I think I could do it. The way we're training, uh, we have such a good coach and such a good like like I, I'm training with Peyton Sorensen, a guy on the team, and our He'll coach. Join us Wednesday. You will, and our coach Sherry Scablin. She she's like the greatest in in the world right now, and she she knows exactly what we need and, and how to train us for for this kind of situation. So I think we'll be right there. June 26th through July 3rd, the Olympic trials in Omaha, Nebraska. Connor Sterling will be there, and leading up to that, I am assuming that you have a very vigorous practice schedule. What's What's your average weekday like in terms of pool time and, and what, what else is going on? Uh, it's, it's pretty bad. Sometimes I feel like I don't even get a life just because swimming just takes up so much of it. But I love it so much. Um, like Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, we'll have like a morning practice at like 5.30 and then an afternoon practice at like 2 and they're both like two hours long. And then Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, we'll have just like one afternoon practice and then we'll like lift in between. Like. So it keeps me pretty busy. If I'm not eating or sleeping, I'm swimming. <laughs> That's intense, man. Why is it that swimming pra- – it feels like they practice more than anybody else. You, you don't have, like, film study per se, nah. like, say, football yeah. or basketball. Yeah, there's still, still a little bit, but, yeah, yeah no, it's definitely – it's a lot, of, a lot of work in the pool. Like, when I was growing up, uh, my coach always told me, like, if you missed, like, one practice, it would take – like, if you missed one day of practice, like, it would take two to three days to make it up. Like, it's just like, I don't know, like, that, that's I how don't believe works. that, but that's a nice thing. <laughs> that's just what they say. Like, <laughs> swimming, just like, it's one of those things that, like, you miss one day and it takes a couple of days to make it back just because, like, you have to be constantly in that shape and, huh. and training your body for that. 
That, that's the case on this show. Like, Spencer leaves one time. It takes, like, two or three shows to get back in a rhythm. <laughs> you get out of here. <laughs> After that. Connor Sterling, BYU freshman swimming sensation, is with us on BYU Sports Nation. I noticed that uh, your dad's nickname is Tuna. <laughs> it is. On your bio. <laughs> like, that got put on your bio. Yeah, we, please, please, really? please, yeah. please explain where this is coming from. <laughs> well, at the beginning of the year, like, I was a freshman. I, like, I knew a couple people on the team, and so I was still trying to, like, get into it, kind of get my feel for, like, what people thought. Like, I'm a pretty goofy guy, like, to begin with, so I like to like, kind of, like, test the bound, test the water, see how they are. And so they gave us these sheets, and, like, yeah, fill it out. Like, tell us about your family, about, like, where you live, where you're from. And, like, ever since I can remember, like, honestly, since – since I was little, like, we've always called my dad the Big Tuna. Like, he's always <laughs> been the Big Tuna. And he has, like, a bunch of little, like, stupid sayings, like, uh, the Big Tuna Kahuna, or, like, if you could tune a piano, you could tune a fish. And <laughs> yeah! None of us know what it means, but he always says it, and, like, all my friends dad back jokes, home. Dude. We exactly, know, we know yeah. Dad jokes. Yes, we all my friends hilarious. back home call him we Tuna, are. like, everyone knows him as Tuna. Nobody knows him as Mike. <laughs> That's funny. It's either from way back in the day or he really loves The Office, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. You know yeah. The big tuna, Jim Halpert. Tuna. What's up, tuna? <laughs> yeah. when, <laughs> when you look at what you can do on a mission for exercise, yeah. if I'm a basketball or football player, I can do some of that sport, right? If you're a swimmer, you can't swim on a mission at all. So what, what's that going to be like for two years? Uh, it'll be hard. I mean, just drink as much water as possible because that's really the only time I'll be able to touch it. Um, or uh, baptize a lot. Or yeah, <laughs> hopefully I can, they'll let me stay in there for a little bit and <laughs> kick around, splash. Whirlpool. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I'll just goodness. do what I can. A lot of guys on the team say like the first couple of months back is hard just because like you're super out of shape. But like just doing like push-ups and running and just trying like to keep my endurance up will, will help a lot. But hopefully I'll get into shape real quick when I get back. Jaron proposed the following question in the morning meeting, and I think it's hilarious. So I'm going to ask it. Are you more comfortable in water or on land? <laughs> water, 100%. Oh, really? 100% really? On, in water. Why is that? Are you you're Aquaman? I'm, I'm pretty much Aquaman. I used to, like, I thought that was, like, the, like I was part Aquaman when I was younger just because, like, I could swim really fast, like, especially <laughs> at pool parties. But, like, I don't know. When me and my friends, like, we'd play, like, pool basketball, I was always, like, really good. Like, I was, I'm an okay basketball player, like, compared to my friends. But when I was in the water, like, I was a lot better just to, like, move around and, like, it was just my element, and I don't know. I, I think it's a lot, a lot easier, and, like, I hate running so much. My legs can't <laughs> handle it, but I could swim for miles. Connor Sterling will be in the Justice League, part one, <laughs> coming up in two years as Aquaman. By the way, lettered in baseball in high school, correct? Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. So got that going for you as yeah. well. Connor, great to uh, have you in Studio B. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma for the approaching Olympic trials, and it. we would love for you to sign our stretch white flag. Of course. First person from Cave Creek yeah. to uh, sign the flag. Cave so. Creek, Arizona, what? What's up? How many people live in Cave Creek, Arizona, I wonder? Uh, not too many. Not too many, not according too many, to Connor. <laughs> <laughs> up next, what controversial call in BYU history do you still lose sleep over? Our elite tweet of the day will answer that question. Plus, BYU baseball draft picks and two Olympic qualifiers, perhaps, in the 800. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let us whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Baseball. Four current or signed BYU baseball players were drafted over the weekend. Signee Peyton Henry led the way, being drafted in the sixth round by the Brewers. Mike Rucker and Brendan Lund were both drafted in the 11th round to the Cubs and Angels, respectively. Both are expected to sign. Signee D.C. Clawson was the last Cougar selected, 1,028. Also, Colton Shaver went four for four with four RBIs and a home run yesterday. In the Cape Cod League for the Wareham Gateman. 
track and field. Both Shaquille Walker and Shea Martinez-Collinsworth took third place in the NCAA 800-meter finals. They were named first-team All-Americans for that accomplishment, and both will compete in the U.S. Olympic trials back in Eugene, Oregon. Football. UA football announces it will wear white against Arizona and UCLA, royal jerseys against Utah. The fans are supposed to wear those uh, colors as well for those games. Also, seccountry.com announced their list of the top non-conference games this season. BYU-Mississippi State listed as number eight. All right. Cougars in the minors. Jacob Rugman went three for four with an RBI for the Nashville Sounds. That dude's going to play in the majors maybe this year. Volleyball. Taylor Sander, Russell Holmes, and Ben Patch were named to the preliminary Team USA World League roster of 19 players, and Taylor Sander tweeted during the show that they have arrived in Rio. Cougars in the PGA. Zach Blair tied for 65th at plus six at the St. Jude Classic over the weekend. I just got hit in the head with an errant drive. Jerem? Soccer. Soccer. I didn't hear it. The men's team lost to the Fresno Fuego 3-1 on Saturday, concluding their six-game homestand. They traveled to San Francisco for a Thursday night game for San Francisco FC at 10 Eastern time. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who deserves the lofty nomination? Shaq and Shea both took uh, third for the track team. Congratulations to them and good luck in the U.S. Olympic trials. Also, there were other Cougars that took second-team All-American honorable Mention All-American. For a full list, go to BYUcougars.com. Just learned that Jerem Jordan has never seen the movie A League of Their Own. I've not. No. And we were just I debating. Said, I said it's a great movie. I think it's a great movie. Great? Yes. There's, there are levels above great. Like amazing, incredible, phenomenal, special. Like great is a great thing. Okay? <laughs> Get uh, out of here. I know. Here. I, I need to watch it. I haven't seen it. What controversial call in BYU history do you still lose sleep over? Our elite tweet of the day from at Still Team Riley. Those bib jerseys. That is all. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true, and that and that is the elite tweet of the day. Thanks to James Taffordette, Connor Sterling, and everyone on our crew. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter using the hashtag BYU. Show on demand, BYUSN.com. Listen to the interview with Jimmer Fredette. We learned a lot of good stuff, as well as Connor Sterling, guy trying to make the Olympics in swimming. He's the fastest sprinter in America. For Jerem, I am Spencer. We shout out wholeheartedly to Frank Fredericks. We're back to work tomorrow. Silver!